I see the live on right now. Right. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spinner Rock. I'm here with my boy, Petey. And we're going to be talking about Lovecraft Country. We keep getting all these questions all the time about what's going on there. What's it all about? And we think that, hey, we need to, you know, we wanted to do an episode here that we could um, help explain some of the stuff that's happening. Of course, as our resident expert, Petey is going to probably help us explain, at least guide us through some of the questions that have been going on here. So, Mr. Dr. Petey, um, here's a quick question. What is this show about? Can you just give us a quick plot and uh, an outline of what's going on? Well, ultimately, Lovecraft Country comes from a novel by Matt Ruff. It's about basically there's two characters that were childhood friends or in a sort of a sci-fi sort of group of, of, of a sort of book club that meet back together in the same town and then they experience everything Lovecraft in this town in the South, right? So ultimately you have, um, who's now, you know, he's a big fame, Jonathan Majors, who's uh, Atticus Freeman, who goes by Tick. You have Letty, who's Letty Lewis, who's by Journey Smollett. And then you have other famous, we have Andrew Ellis, we have Michael Kent Williams, we have, um, you know, who is it, uh, Courtney Vance. A lot of people that are showing up in the series and there's a lot of buzz around. So basically, even though it's a series of, of, of regulars in it, it has sort of like the, for lack of a better term, sort of a series, a continuing story, similar to if you saw the Friday the 13th series where these three characters go through the world and see, experience all this different supernatural stuff. Every week there's a different supernatural thing they go through, almost a different portion of the genre that they deal with. But ultimately stuff that's in the vein of um, in Lovecraft, of the Lovecraft novels. And, I people don't like me saying it, but if you watched um, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Hood, it has that sort of punishing, you know, like punishing storylines of dealing with racial struggles. So that's as much as I got for you right now. Hello? Yeah, just froze for a second. Okay, so that's interesting. So tell us who are um Who's Lovecraft? Do you know anything about him? Can you give us an idea of what, since this story is oh, called Lovecraft I think, Country? I just know him as a, a pulp writer from the past and novelist. And he, many, I mean, I only know him through my favorite atomic character, Hellboy, and a lot of the monsters in it are Lovecraftian. I think we have to go to our, our regular, our, our more well-read partner here, Mars. Can you tell us about H.P. Lovecraft? No, Ed, so <laughs> I'm not an expert on Lovecraft, but from what I've read and from what I've seen in the past in Lovecraft, he's definitely delved in a lot of um, more murkier subjects, um, basically dealing with this uh, monsters and what's, what's hidden or what's not told. Um, you know, a lot of people have found some of this stuff a little controversial. Yeah, you know, the what's, hap what's hiding in the deep and you can see, what comic is that, Petey? Hellboy? Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah. So actually he's been, he was a very popular um, pulp fiction writer um, who helped to influence quite a few writers, S.M. Sterling, you know, who's done the Change, um, the Change series. You've done the, he's talking about Hellboy. Who's the author of, who's the writer of Hellboy? Oh, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. I mean, among others. So definitely his writing has touched on a lot of things, but he's also been very controversial because, you know, in terms of um, 
African-American, some of the things and themes that he put up were not exactly, uh, are not popular at all. So it has been challenging. So it's kind of interesting that- Down using the frame again. No, it's kind of interesting that they're using the level. question, why do it? If we know that Lovecraft is, and I understand as a, as a as some of the fan, you know, fan of that subject matter, you want to read that stuff. But the hard part is, which I covered in mine, when you find your favorite creator, I'm going to do this, what I did in my video. When you like the spirit, right? You're like, I like the spirit. This is a great character. This is by the great Will Eisner. Will Eisner, you know, doing comics in possibly the 30s and 40s, created this character. He still owns the character. Here's the initial character, right? Oh, Frank Miller. So many artists have followed this guy. Um, um, Steranko. Right. Him. All these classics. They look at that classic page there. I could have a big art edition of his stuff. But as I was going along, what happened? Hold on. So it's going to be, it's going to show up here soon. Look at that another great picture of the spirit. Oh, man, this stuff is great, right? And look at that. Here's another one. Look at that sort of storytelling in there. Many artists have followed that. Here we go. That Dick Steve Ditko's used that for something for Doctor Strange. Look at all this stuff. But then, as you go along, this copy hits. Him. Sorry. Here we go. So then we go to the cast of the spirit. We have you know the spirit, his girlfriend, or one of his girlfriends, her father, and then we have Ebony. Yeah, pick it up a little bit. Can you see it? You can see that? No, yeah, pick, yes. Pick it up, yeah. I got it up. There it Good. is. can see it. It's offensive. It is very offensive. And so, of course, I mean, what some people would say. I didn't so know it was in there, but I'm a fan of Eisner. And um, I couldn't buy the artist edition because I'm like, I can't deal with Evan. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and, and and I agree with you 100. You know, it's tough dealing with authors and uh, and writers, and especially in the context of the time they were living in. But you know, going on now, I mean, is it um, right to continue to even um, solicit them or not? But here, what's interesting about Lovecraft Country is that here you have the main protagonist is being African Americans, and they're going through this and these um, um, experiences in the show. And it's interesting that you have them as a protagonist and how they experience it. Um, so you see now in terms of um, the main characters, Tick, right? And yeah. Letty? Yeah. And childhood friends who, who've gotten together and they're trying to find out where his father is or, or they're trying to discover his father, am I correct? Are you asking me the question or are you telling me? I'm asking me? you the question. You're not asking. You're asking me, you want me to say yes. This is like Star Trek. This is like your um, Captain Picard. He's like, hey, would this save the planet? Yes, it would, Captain. Great idea. So keep going. I'll say yes. Please, please answer. So yeah. So why are they looking for his father? His father's left him uh, a little tidbit in one of the books, and like he sort of left him this thing, this letter. So there's something that comes back where he gives him, and they go through these books and they find a, a art. It's supposed to be Arkham, but it's actually Artem, and he's like in this town, this once known town, once known as Artem. So they think the father's there. So there's little tidbits that have been left, almost breadcrumbs, to find where Montrose is, who is um, Michael K. Williams. So they're like, you know what? Even though he has a struggle with his father, he's going to find out where his father's at. So, and I, when I did my review of one through, two through five, I did leave a big gap in four. Something happens in four that the, the climax, which is really, tough to take 
and it would color my, which made me forget about, sorry, the, the Montrose coming out in episode five. So I, if, if we get to it, I'll bring it up, but keep going, sorry. Okay, no, thank you for that. Um, so here's a question. What's the, is there a particular significance? Why is he in this town? Why is the father located there? Why are they going around there? Are they traveling about or is it just one location they're looking at? Ultimately, when they get there, there are a couple of like Aryan white guy, white girl and white guy that say that their heritage is a part of this. That they have a connection and Montrose is sort of, you know, to lack of a better term, it's sort of the key because he has a book from this thing. Is a lot of things that's on his head, but his heritage connects to these these um, characters that are like the people of Adam that connect to the from Adam and Eve. So he has this lineage that uh, that um, Montrose and Tick have, Atticus have that the people of Adam want. So this is like a classic sort of thing you see in. Um, a Hellboy, uh, Hellboy comic book that tickets sort of the key and it brings out all this energy of connecting to all this old stuff from the Adam and Eve days. So it's very but why, right. But why tick? I mean, what is what is he doing? What so well, what it, precipitates everything? I mean, it, it, was he there with his father? What, did he come out back from somewhere? No, did no, he, he uh, did something him. happen that caused back. him? Sorry. Yeah, and so I'm just trying to say, what caught, what what initiates this whole thing? Did he come from somewhere? He's looking for his father. No. Were they estranged? I mean, give us some more background in terms of what's going on and how this whole this whole search for the father begins. He was estranged from him, but thing that ties him in, he's estranged from his father. He's coming back from the war. I think he, I think they what might, war? I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was Korea. I had to check, but yeah. um, he's coming back from the war. He has some ties from there too. So he's like comes back, he's not really interested. He's interested in his, his family, his uncle George and his wife, Capolita, and uh, their daughter. So he's very much into that. And, but at the same time, there's some tidbits in the Lovecraft um, novel that, you know, the, this thing where his father is that connects to, connects him to stuff he's interested in. So that's why he's kind of jazzed up and checking this out because it's when they pull out the, the Lovecraft book and they say, no, it's not, Arkham, like it's in there at Arkham Publications, it's actually Artem. It's like, it's so close. They had to go out and of course, um, George, his brother's like, I gotta find out what happened to my brother. So the three, and then um, Letty just comes along because she just says, she just wants to take a ride out there. She's not really connected to the story, so. Is know. she his girlfriend or just his friend? No, they're just friends initially, but then of course there's romantic tension in this story, so. And Journey Smollett, we've seen her in quite a lot of different shows. She's and he, was in in the, he was in the Korean War. He was in the Korean War. Right. So Journey Smollett, I mean, she's been in a quite a few shows. Wasn't she in a movie recently? Well, she was in a movie, but she was in Underground, done by the same creator of this, the, the Misha, it was the Misha Green. So Underground creator, and this also had producers like J.J. Abrams and um, Jordan Peele. Interesting. Um, so... Let's just get back to um, to um, Lovecraft. I mean, one of the things that some people are questioning is like, what type of show is this? I mean, you basically said it's a little bit like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, a little bit like Tales of the Hood. You know, is this more horror? Is it more? Um, it's, hard. Uh, it's definitely horror, but it has more of the pulp stuff in there. Like you have the seances, 
you don't just have the Lovecraft monsters. They're showing that you can do having these characters sort of do summonses, like they, do, they basically have rituals sort of things and that sort of stuff that you see in the pulp sort of novels. So it's not just having a monster come to town and attacking. You have people conjuring these monsters up, these people sort of cultivating these monsters. And then basically it goes through that pulp thing where you have, you can do an Indiana Jones sort of horror story. You can do the, what was it? The third episode was sort of a haunted house. The second one, as I said, was a seance. And the first one was more dealing with the, with um, racial injustice, but the Lovecraft monsters were just in town and they only come out at night. So that's sort of thing. So, and episode five is more, I don't, I can't, I couldn't say that it's a, it's just a basic sort of, it's more like, a, see, like if you see taken, when I said Tales of Hood, that's more in the realm of, um, the realm of um, Twilight Zone. So doing a, like a weekly thing where they experience a new supernatural horror thing. But that's why I also said the um, Friday the 13th, because they had regular characters experiencing different supernatural things. Is it, um, are these supernatural aspects, are they like um, being controlled by a particular group of people or are they horrors or monsters that are on their own? Uh, or, or is there an individual who is being able to manifest, like they have the mutant ability to bring monsters for, or is there a group that, that they're trying to fight to, to get this? I mean, well, it's tough to say that because if you look at um, episode two, a lot the effect of episode two, a lot of stuff is gone after that. Mainly is like William and Abby, the two white characters in there, they seem to be having a handle on a lot of this stuff, but at the same time, and they're in the, the mansion where all this stuff is happening. But at the same time, when you get to the end of that episode, um, it totally, it's totally changed. Everything that's introduced, we're not, I'm not sure how, how well this is gonna last. That portion of what you're saying, conjuring and that sort of stuff is in there because it's like, it's all gone. All of it is gone after episode two and we don't know how much is left. So I, I can't really speak on that. Okay. Does our main character Atticus and Letty, do they have special powers? Do they have special abilities? Are they detectives? I mean, is there something that makes them stand out above others? Um, Atticus just has this lineage. And that's what the that's what William and Abby are saying. Stick, you know, you belong here. And it's ultimately kind of a because episode was episode two, Whitey's on the Moon, which obviously you know that classic, the classic poem of Whitey on the Moon. That's you've heard that, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they had that in the story, but um, ultimately it's a, uh, hmm, let me try to think about that. Let me get back to that one. Okay. So the main antagonists are a group you're saying are the Sons of Adam, or are they just periodic? Is it like the, the group that they're, they're, they're battling against, or is it um, just every week there's another adventure or another? Uh, um, the sons, that's what I'm saying. I just, when I said that, um, and this is, this is the hard part of the show, is that the end of episode two, we only know that there's a history of the Sons of Adam. They're kind of not 
around anymore. It's, you know, it's sort of this sort of the order of ancient dawn. It's like it's sort of not there after that. But these two characters, William and Abby, they still have all the magic from it. So they're the ones that are utilizing this magic and doing different things. They don't just do one thing. They have control, like Abby has control over Atticus, where he comes to really take her out in episode four, which I spoke about, and he can't do anything about it. So he doesn't, he hasn't shown it. If you asked him before about powers, he hasn't shown any powers. He just has this lineage that they haven't necessarily cleared up or showed us that this is his lineage outside of his father going to that town. So yeah, I hope I answered that next question. Yes, it did. You did. Right, so here's another question. So how are their interactions with those around them? Is it just purely um, dealing with people who are handling this whole occult or magic or mystic or horror? Or are they also dealing with people in the time period, how people are living in the 50s and 60s? What's going on? Do they, do they, is the world more encompassing or is it just sickly just what's happening there in, the, in this weird place? Well, it's them interacting in this regular world. It's, you know, it's dealing with the South, it's dealing with, um, you know, segregation and everything else that comes with it. And, you know, like, but at the same time, these supernatural things happen with people aren't connecting with directly except for Ruby. The cops seem to have an idea about it because in the episode three, they take Letty and they start saying to her, which asking her what she experienced in the house. And the cops haven't really said that they have a connection with it. And then the next episode, Ruby has to be a waitress or something she doesn't want to be. And she gets into this other secret society that's not connected to the Sons of Adam. They're just this regular thing. And they got some crazy stuff going on in there. So it's we're not clear on there's a regular world and then there's behind the other door. But the sons, of, that's the thing, the sons of Adam, those guys are like, not sure, we haven't seen them in the last few episodes. So I'm not sure what's left of them, except for these two characters I keep mentioning. I mean, but it sounds like those guys are probably pretty important in terms of, they're claiming that, that um, t- uh, you said Tick has a, a pretty, uh, a very important birthright and somehow that connects with his father and connects with them, right? Yeah, but they also did a big reveal in episode five a pretty shocking reveal that um, this is the episode where, um, and it, it could, this could be a spoiler, where Ruby becomes a, a white woman and she's transforming. So she's transforming throughout the episode from white to her, you know, since a black woman. And um, ultimately at the end, then we reveal something about William who's been given her the serum and to reveal something about both William and Abby. So that, that, that was interesting. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Sounds pretty interesting. So another question I have about this, and then if there's anything I'm missing, you could probably wrap it up there. Um, where does Tick see himself in all this? Does he see himself swept up in the currents of this, of what's going on? Or is he a protagonist who's like, strictly, I'm going to go with this. I got to discover this. I got to find this. And I got to do right by this. It's more interesting in the supernatural and the stuff that he read, which kind of has always made me feel that this might end in a dream, that it's all like he was injured in the army and stuck in Korea. 
and this is all his fantasies. I'm hoping they don't do that, but it's been open enough where you could have that, even though we're all the other characters have their own stories. I'm just hoping it doesn't turn into one person's dream who's stuck in the who likes the fantasy because he's just sort of drawn to this sort of thing. So. Okay, that's uh, that's cool. But I did say, I do. Oh, we did say in episode four when they go into the, they go to Boston and they go into the, the the museum and then they go to this pitfall where they have to walk this plank and they almost die. And it's 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 Tick, Letty, and Montrose. They're all together. They make it. They almost drown. They open up this secret compartment. They get to this layer within. It's like way deep in there. They get all the way to this point. Um, and then at the same time, when they get to that point, they find this character who's half, who's, who's dead, who's deceased. And when they get there, they touch something on the table and she comes back alive. And <laughs> comes back alive. And um, she's stuck in this body, which is like a, a hermaphrodite, right? So, and then, Ultimately, she seems like she's going to be something evil, and she. But they help her. They get into this elevator that leads right back to their house. The elevator goes right back to the house. So it's crazy that the house that that Letty has bought has this elevator that connects to this other town. Which I was like, please don't do that. But um, it the the cliffhanger from episode four, which I forgot to say, kind of ruins. Um, Montrose's character because he did something that they haven't dealt with. It was very dark, very terrible. And, um, you know, we have just introduced to this character that came out there. So I didn't mention that. I just wanted to mention that here. So I, I, I know I wanted to give you a little bit more time to just break down stuff, but let me go over some of the main characters. So Atticus. Atticus is, just one more time. Ooh, Jonathan Majors? Or him yes, as a character. As a character, he's the lead. He's the you know the wide-eyed sort of character, but he has an edge now. He has this edge to him where he's coming back to how he was this little kid that had Coke bottle glasses, always red. Now he came back from the army. You know they they've had him nude twice in, in two episodes, so he's very much the lead lead man in this. But him and that's what there's tension. There's there's affection and love between him and Letty, but then he has which this next episode is gonna be the person that we've been hinted at since the open of the first episode, a Korean girl that he left in Korea that he talked to on the phone. And we're gonna see some of her in this one and how this might shake up the whole relationship. So this is gonna be giving us a whole new aspect to, to take that we don't know. What about Letty? Give us a little bit more about her. What is who is Letty? What she is? Letty is they're trying to go. Hands off. Well, Letty is more the you know sort of the they trying to hit. They haven't really given us everything about her. She went away, I think, to fight sort of social injustice and obviously fight against segregation. She kind of used up her money to that. But then we got a tidbit that her mother, who she didn't like left her money and not her, um, I want to just say it, her um, darker complexion siblings any money. She left it to Letty. So it's 
kind of on the line of saying that, why did the mother do that? And I don't want to say, they didn't say it's privilege. They haven't revealed what it is that why she got that money. Because it's really a surprise and it came out of nowhere. But she seemed like someone initially who was sort of uh, flying by the seat of her pants. She's out of money. She used it for whatever. Maybe she was helping out, you know, like when people dealing with segregation and fighting against that stuff, but ran out of money, comes back home and they're like, you didn't come to your mother's funeral. You didn't do this. You're always coming back here when you need something. But she had this inheritance, inheritance that she didn't use. So it's kind of, so I can't put my finger on it. But she's a, someone who's experienced. She's gone out and experienced the world. She's not necessarily wide-eyed, but she's interested. And she has, she has definitely an edge to her. So, And she's out to have fun. She had a house party, and she's connecting with another guy there that gets take really mad. That's in the... Is that in the fourth episode? It might have been the third. Yeah. It would be weird to have. I guess they had a, a party during that, but it was a haunted house and so much weird stuff. In there. So yeah, he's on. Who's next? <laughs> Ruby. Who's Ruby? Ruby is Lenny's sister, and she's the one who's, who's, who's done all the hard work. She's, um, you know, she's a performer in the town, but she can't get, like she performs at a bar and she performs during a block party. But at the same time, she wants to get just a regular nine to five gig and they won't get it to her. And she struggled with, well, they reveal something different about her. Before she just seemed like a competent person that did everything she was supposed to, but she's kind of stuck in this world that doesn't, isn't able to see her. But at the same time, I guess that makes it sense now. So since she struggled with them not seeing her, when she becomes a white person with the help of William, she then is kind of drawn to it, but she has some issues with it. But the fact that she does it a bunch of times says a lot more about her character. Because I thought she might have done it once, looked at it and been like weird. But I think someone is, you know, probably in their um, late 20s or early 30s, they'd probably be like, yeah, but I'm not a white person. Why would I want to be white? One day it was fine. Or one day it was crazy enough. I'm not doing that again. But it's a story that they had to play it out. But I think that kind of changed her character a lot for me. So. Right. Her mother left all the money to her, her other sibling, um, who's of a different complexion than her. You know, probably this is her way of trying to get back, right? Oh, you mean well, they had a talk out, but we don't know what the mother did for this because she didn't want to even talk about the money. But when she buys the house, they ask why. And she oh, I won the lottery. And then, of course, she has to say, Mama gave me this money. You didn't even come to Mama's funeral. So it's kind of I don't know. That would be kind of, it'd be kind of, because um, it's not the same thing if you say that she becomes a white woman. It's not like becoming so, becoming light skinned. So, okay. What about um, um, Atticus's um, Tick's aunt? What is it? Hapitola, I think her name is. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. She is, I think, in this next episode, she's going to be doing a little more. Because I Angel Ellis, so it's like they're going to be, and you've seen her in sort of, I think, Egyptian thing in one of the trailers. So they haven't given us, she just loves her husband, George, and she's lost him. So, and she's lost him enough. The next time they go to town, I think when they go to Boston, go to the museum, she goes with them. So she knows something goes on, even though she's obviously, she's older. She's like, no, I want to know what's going on. She's not buying that he died and this, that, and the other. She wants to know what happened to her, her husband. And she 
they haven't revealed because she's obviously they I think they have a library, they have books, the uh, bookstore that they run, besides the the Negro travel guide that they make. Um, well, I guess yeah, I guess I'm not sure because it looks like an auto mechanic place and a bookstore at the same time. But they they basically we're gonna re get revealed more about her is gonna be revealed later. And what about you said her husband George Freeman? George is just uh, you know as a, a basic meat and potatoes type of guy. He's um, you know he's a good father, good uncle. Like he's the father that Tick never had. You know, he's always been there, obviously been there for Tick and that sort of thing. And when he's, you know, something happens in episode two and he's not around anymore, but that's the thing, even with Hellboy, when you don't see the characters, that doesn't mean they're gone. That means they might be more interesting. So I'm not going to say he's actually gone. So, all the Are hmm? Sorry. Are you saying that he, his, so, uh, all right, so I'm just trying to get to Michael, um, his father, Michael Montrose. Michael, um, Sorry, his name is Montrose oh, Willie, Montrose Freeman. Yeah, Montrose. so the father. So I mean, father. sorry, the, the relationship between him and Tick. They just had some major issues. They haven't cleared up what it is, and I think, um, I think they're hinting it since there was a, you know, you know, he's sort of coming came out in episode five as um, liking this drag queen a character that was introduced as gay in the first episode. Montrose. Cool. Character, the, the I don't I, he's he's a bit character. He's a bar he's the bar owner in the first episode. Then we see him again, but I didn't know that he was a drag queen. So um, Montrose connects with this character, and ultimately um, he this reveals that I'm not sure if his struggle was that he was he just seemed like he had a lot of turmoil in him. He was very tough on Tick, very tough tough on Tick for reading um, H.P. Lovecraft. So that's one of their big struggles when he's trying to, he's in the books and he's kind of beating it out of them. They, don't, they can say he got beat, but I mean, come on. It's the period of where he kind of probably would have. And that's where you can see, like, I mean, if I've had family members that have gone into the army to leave home, to get out of home, that sort of thing. So um, he's, what, what happened to his mother? They haven't revealed that yet, but they, I think they hinted that she might be a more interesting character in episode two, when they're dealing with the sons of Adam, but there's something they have they haven't revealed. Everything is still on the table. We're not sure yet. So, okay. So there's so a lot see, of stuff that hasn't been like explained, but we know that there's a lot of tension. We know that from the first episode, when he had the love pair book, he made him read the part where he, they say the N word. He made him read it over and over again. He was very tough on him about that. And since he was reading Lovecraft, and read this. And that sort of thing, sort of punishing him. So he was very hard on them. And then ultimately they, they're estranged. And then he comes because he gets this letter. And that kind of leads him to this mystery. And once he sees the mystery, and he's interested in the mystery. And that's sort of thing. Well, thank you very much, PD. It seems very interesting to um, the show. Um, what is there anything you want to say before we rock out? Pro, well, what are you doing? I said what I said what I, you know, this is tough. It's like, a, <laughs> I would, I want to be a little more, um, have it all down packed, but you know, it's one of those things. So ultimately this series is a, a wait and see. It's, um, it's, it's going okay right now. I've had some issues with um, episodes uh, one, two, three, and five. <laughs> <So> the, characters, <laughs> the characters were very interesting. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're crazy. Well, well, thank you very much, everybody. Hey, if you like what, what's going on, please comment, subscribe, um, talk to us so we know what you, what you like. And if you have any questions about this, we'll love to um, comment and we will answer you as, um, as best as we can. Spirak. Out. Out.